Welcome back to another episode of Toys on Tap. We are so stoked this week to bring on Yuckamuck. He comes to us as one of the pandemic starting creators, and it's amazing. I'm so stoked he did. If you want more Toys on Tap, follow us on all socials at Toys on Tap. If you want to jump in on the Patreon, you can. Patreon.com slash Toys on Tap. You get little gifts if you sign up for certain tiers. Absolutely love the support. And lastly, if you want to support the show and aren't sure how, the best way to do it is like, follow, subscribe, rate, review. Those things cost you nothing, but they mean everything to the show and help more ears hear this show. Let's get into this week's episode of Toys on Tap. Hey, you're coming in. You're coming in with a cold, but still here. Yeah, just I guess it's like the remnants of it. I, I've had it for like a week and a half at this point. So I, I really thought when we set this up, I was like, I'm, sh- I'm sure I'll be over it by then. But I woke up this morning and I'm like, I'm still coughing. So if it's in there, I apologize, but uh, do my best not to. I've got water, so I'm going to try and try not to cough as much as I can. Yeah, I've gotten real good at editing, so don't even worry about it. Okay. Nice. <laughs> um, before we start, welcome to Toys on Tap. I'm stoked. You know, B to the J. I have two of your pieces. Um, I bought one and I won yes. one. So I'm real stoked on that. Um, uh, and then B to the J, he made this. They're both like, the same, the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have um two, I believe it's a Dune figure, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's the Baron Harkonnen. Yeah. Dude, I so before I had seen that uh, figure by Super 7, I didn't know what it was when I first got it. I was like, that just belongs on my shelf. Yeah. yeah. So I was Appreciate amped. that. Yeah. So I got that one, and then uh, B to the J, uh, as he, like, made the overarching thing of, like, oh, you're the winner, but you can only have this piece if you schedule Yucca Muck. And I was like, done and done like that's easy <laughs> yeah yeah well that's nice I, I really appreciate you having me on i know you know i've listened to the to the podcast i really like what you do so i i uh was excited to see the offer come through of course of course so before we start please introduce yourself tell us what you do how long you've been doing it yeah so i'm uh my name is david uh and aka uh, as Yuckamuck on Instagram, um, and I think if you if you look at my page, uh, a lot of it is uh, old toy or vintage toy photos um, from either my collection from when I was a kid or stuff that I've collected more recently or stuff that I've collected from the bootleg toy maker community. Um, and then in addition to that, I've also uh, been making stuff probably since i want to say like mid 2020 i don't remember exactly when i started um but it's a mixture of different uh kind of either sculpted stuff or resin bootleg stuff um so i i mix that in with uh with the photos so it's combination dope i'm always happy to hear more um pandemic people coming in because it's like that was a like the birthplace of so many of us. And so I'm glad that you're also one of them. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think I was I was aware of this this 
uh, bootleg toy scene before that, uh, for sure, maybe like a year or two before, I was following certain people um, whose art I had found and just really liked. Um, uh, I think there were a couple. Junk Fed was definitely one who I came across. And I wish, now I wish I could remember what the first thing I saw from him was. Um, but um, I mean, all his stuff is great. And he was one of the first people that I started following. But then there's others like um, like Dan O'Brown, who mm -hmm. I saw just randomly. He's, I mean, he's very popular and um, his stuff is kind of all over the place. So I think I, I came across his stuff too. Uh, but that was all before the pandemic. Um, but then once the pandemic started and I was, you know, at home all the time, it was like, what can I kind of want to be more involved in this? And um, that was when I started making things. So, yeah, which is like, that I always think about this. Like, I wish I could relive that moment in time with like three months of no work. I know it was catastrophic yeah. for the world, but man, to have no work for three months and be able to make toys all over again, I would do it all differently. Yeah. Yeah. I still had work at the time. Um, okay. It was, it was definitely like uh, not having to commute, not having to do that stuff. Uh, definitely. I had more free time. Yeah. Um, and um i don't know it just it made sense to me i i've i've always uh you know been interested in toys and um uh i never it's it's not something that i you know did artistically before um i'm not an artist by training or anything like that i i've not done you know sculpting or uh, that kind of stuff before but um, um i've always looked for kind of creative outlets and this was something that um i don't know just clicked just made sense to me when i saw it and was thinking about you know ways that i could get engaged in it yeah walk me back you have that interest in toys so i'm assuming it comes from your love from toys all the way childhood stuff oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely walk me back to that time growing up what toys toy lines era yeah yeah well it's, it's another thing that's interesting and it's probably something we have in comics i think you're also probably a bit younger than a lot of people in mm -hmm. uh in this community I, I think a lot of them are you know kids who grew up in the 70s with star wars toys yeah um, i was born in 86 so nice um i i was just you know on the edge of like gi joe and ninja turtles i was definitely big in ninja turtles and stuff um i definitely had gi joes but there were other toy lines i did not have like i never had a you know the kenner star wars stuff growing up that was right. over by the time i was getting into toys um i never i don't i don't think i ever owned a uh, masters of the universe toy mm. um i still don't i still don't have any i don't, I don't <laughs> even collect those really because not because i don't think they're good it's just i it's not something that really like resonates with me so yeah. i just don't go out of my way to collect them um but yeah i was i you know as a kid i i had um a number of you know, toys that I played with, I played with my, I have a brother that, you know, he and I would play. I had a good friend who had a ton of different toys and, you know, we would go over to his house and play with those. And, um, um, it's actually, it's a, another part of the reason why I got back into this was, um, my mom never threw any of that stuff out. And mm. I think a lot of moms will, you know, take that stuff and be like, you know, yard sale or, uh, just dumping this in the trash because yeah. nobody needs it. Um, my mom is kind of a pack rat. She's not a hoarder, um, but she's she definitely keeps stuff packed away. And um, uh, when I 
moved down to where I am now, which is in Maryland from Massachusetts, where I'm originally from. Um, my daughter, I had a daughter who was born in 2017. Uh, my parents moved down here to be closer to us after that happened. And my mom brought all that stuff with her. Mm. So it was right around 2017, 2018, when I got like boxes of, hey, here's the stuff that you had uh, growing up. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know what to do with this stuff. But then I was looking through it and I'm like, no, I, this is interesting. And, and again, that was right around the time when I was getting into what people were doing on Instagram. And in my head, I was like, maybe I could um, share some of this stuff. And that was really the main reason I started the page was I wanted to um, kind of find a way to share with other people what I had collected when I was a kid and then what I was getting back into collecting now. So um, I thought it would be, it would be kind of neat to have a virtual, almost like museum of all the, all the junk I had from when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, Hey, I have enough of this that I could probably post it for you know, one a day and it would go on for a while, which is what's happened. Yeah. Did you, I mean, you have a daughter, are you getting her like invested in toys as you keep going in toys? Yeah, that's, it's, that's really hard. Cause like on the one hand, I'm like, I want her to have stuff to play with and have fun. On the other hand, it, it accumulates really fast. Yeah. Like she's got a ton of stuff. And I'm like, I also don't want to be like, Hey, you know, let me spoil her as much as I can and give her, you know, anything she wants. So like, it's not like she's, you know, asking for toys every day and I'm, I'm buying her something. Um, at the same time, there's something, you know, that's cool that she should play with it. You know, something I try to get her into. And and she, I, I've also given her some of the stuff that I had when I was a kid. I have, I have a, a bunch of Bucky O'Hare stuff from when mm -hmm. I was a kid and Street Sharks. And I've given her that stuff to play with. So that's actually in her room. It's not like on display, like for me anywhere. It's, it's stuff that she plays with her that if I'm playing with her, I'll take it out. And that's kind of a way for me to to reconnect back to it because you know otherwise i'm not sitting here playing with stuff but if i'm if i'm with her i i uh try to do that as much as i can yeah man to be a kid now and have street sharks lucky yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know how many i don't know how many like uh you know little kids are playing with street sharks nowadays but they're a cool toy she yeah likes it. she plays with the do you remember the um the lobster yes guy? lobster it's lobster lobster she that's one of her favorites she always pulls that out if she's playing with barbies or something and she needs someone to be a bad guy yeah so, that hey that's a bad guy for sure holy moly um yeah one of the antennas i don't know if you still have the antennas for it one of the antennas no. uh, when i was little i for sure i don't like kids do dumb things i took one shoved it up my nose to see like <laughs> what would happen yeah. and it went so it hurt so bad <laughs> Yeah, those weren't they like bent? It was almost like a, it was like it went up and then, so you have to, yeah. Like, so, like, when I shoved it, I was like maneuvering back into something. Oh, man. Yeah. And as a kid, you're like, what is this? And then, yeah, painful. Yeah. Uh, you said you don't have an art background. So, this love for toys that shifted into the yuckamuck that we know now didn't exist. So, like, growing up at some point, like, your mom kept all the toys you moved on and then you got all the toys back. What was the initial thing that kind of like tipped you over into the toy world to start making? Um, so I think it, I'm trying to think back. Cause it's like, this is something like I, I often try to remember. I'm like, Hey, how exactly did I start doing this? Cause I yeah. don't always remember. <laughs> it's hard for me to, to, 
keep some of that stuff. But um, I, I, at some point I got, I was looking at, you know, videos of stuff people were making and thinking about, hey, is this something I could actually do with some of the stuff I have? Um, the thing that I was interested in first was sculpting because, um, you know, it's not something, as I said, I've done before, um, but it appealed to me because, you know, it's something, you know, you're doing this with your hands. It's something you make of your own. Um, it's not copying something else, which is what, you know, the resin molding and stuff is, which isn't bad. Um, it's just, I was interested in like, you know, what if I could make something that looks like this or this? Um, and so I, I had seen, there were a few people that I had followed that were doing that. And um, I started watching uh, the Craftsman videos, mm. which I'm sure a lot of people have spent many hours watching his videos. They're great. Yeah. Um, and very informative. Uh, so he has a couple of videos on um, sculpting stuff, uh, which I tried to tried my best to copy. Um, the the first thing I sculpted, I think, out of clay was actually um, something that was a ripoff of uh, of one of Junkfed's pieces, which is the Space Madness uh, astronaut, which mm -hmm. is an astronaut who's wearing a straitjacket, which is just to me such a uh, a cool idea. It's such. It's like I don't know. Um, it just makes so much sense when you think about what Space Madness that that line that he made is such a great mascot. Um, so I think I sculpted up like a kind of uh, very simple version of that, and I posted it, and Junkfed saw it and liked it, which was uh, motivating to me. And I, I eventually did make one out of uh, out of resin that was a lot better because it was only the only thing I sculpted off of it was the uh, the straight jacket and the helmet. I used like a McDonald's uh, space Barbie mm. for the legs and the torso. Um, so that was one of the first things that I made and then molded. Um, but it was really, it was, it was a combination of, you know, being inspired by something that junk fed had made and then, um, uh, and then, you know, just learning from what people like craftsmen have posted and um, tutorials on sculpting and how to use clay and stuff like that. So there were a couple of other things that I sculpted, uh, but I have, I haven't really done as much of that lately. It's more been, um, it's more been, you know, molding stuff that's, you know, other toys and, and kind of replicating that. Yeah. Which I yeah. love, I mean, there's so many facets of this scene that like there are artists that are so good at replicating, like just, just back to back. Um, one that comes to mind is hella radical and how he can just, he makes these figures and replicates super seven figures perfectly and they're all these different uh colors and all kinds of stuff so i I do love that aspect but i do like my heart definitely goes out to making the original stuff yeah i it's it's there's so many people who are so talented i i i mean prefacing that what i've said about sculpting i'm not very good at it yeah um i've you know i've tried it's it it's definitely something that takes a ton of practice to get really good at. Um, and so the people that I do see who do uh, sculpting, it's like, it's just incredible to see the stuff that they come up with, um, especially people who do. And, and one thing I really like, and again, another thing I was thinking about, like, can I actually try and do this? Um, one thing I really like is the cereal premiums, like mm -hmm. the small kind of, you know, I don't know if you see like the Captain Crunch or whatever, it, or like, 
like the Flintstones ones that they made back in the nineties. It's like, yeah. these, these are these cool little pieces that, um, and I was in my head, I'm like, I wish that there was one that was like this character or this character. I'm like, maybe I could try and make it, which I was never successful at, but, um, I've seen that there's other people who have done it, um, uh, that I think are, are really good. And one of them, his name is escaping me right now. Um, but it's, uh, I've seen people do like, you know, adaptations of the muscle figures or things like that, where it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it looks so cool. And it's such a, it's such a brilliant idea. And, uh, you know, it's, I have so much respect for the ability to, to sculpt something original because it's such hard work. It's, it looks so easy to do. Um, if you haven't tried it and then when you try right. it, it's like, wow, this is actually really, uh, complicated. Um, the other thing I tried to do was, um, uh, 3d sculpting, um, like, like using a computer or software, um, which is also, you know, if not as challenging, more challenging because you have to also figure out the, uh, the technological component of it, which, um, I would probably like to try to get back to that at some point, but um, it's again, not something I had really was able to, to successfully do once I tried it. It was mm-hmm. just, uh, it was just, again, I've seen people like 3d sculpt stuff and then print stuff. That's crazy. I just, I don't, it's, it's really awesome to see the work that people put into that. Yeah. It is so shocking. I work with um, bastards of the multiverse a lot and he, <laughs> will like sculpt things and um he'll get them printed and it's like how did you how'd you even do this like i don't even have the the right question to ask him (laughs) i don't even have the eye to sculpt a face that has a certain type of nose or anything on it yeah yeah it's really incredible i'm glad that the you know the technology has gotten to the point where you can use 3d printing for that purpose because you know once you have something like that you can then mold it and you know, paint and do all that stuff. And it's... We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have an engine failure. We must crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait, salvation. Hooray, we're saved in DOV2. Limited edition custom artist-made action figures and DKE Toys. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures. DKE. People just make such cool stuff. That's what I love about this community. It's not just one thing. Yeah. Um, it's like 50 different things uh, taking uh, the idea of, you know, can we make newer, interesting, you know, quote-unquote toys, but it's really... It's really, you know, just a, so many different things on one. Yeah. What were some of the first things that you sculpted that you were like, oh, this is, I'm proud of this. I think this is something that I really want. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm really proud of any of it. The first thing that I sculpted <laughs> that I actually, um, I'll show it to you because I don't, yeah. it's somewhere on my page way in the back. Um. I made this, I made this little, uh, did you ever play the Zelda games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever play The Link to the Past? The, yep. It's the first Super Nintendo game. So um, I made this little um, Link figure yeah. that's based on the sprite from that game. Um, and again, it's not, I mean, it's nothing super complicated, but um, I had wanted, I had in my head, I'm like, I want to make 
a link that you know has the pink hair because in the game yeah. link has pink hair which is i don't i don't know why i don't know what the decision was for yeah. doing i think it was actually because of the color palette uh that they used um there was some reason they had to make his hair pink because there was something else pink in the game mm-hmm. but they and they could only use so many colors because of the um the size restrictions but um i just always loved that and i i wanted to to make something that was was that and it's i mean it, again it it's based on the spread it looks kind of weird but um um when i was done with it i'm like hey i actually you know so that i was in my head i was like you know this looks really good and i'm really proud of it but it was more like i made this this is something i made and uh you know this came just from me and um so i put the time into um into molding it and then casting in resin because i made um two more versions that are painted in the different colors that he wears because you can get different um different outfits in the game yeah. that, you know based on the progression so i did all the the different varieties of the colors um so that was the first thing i think i made that i was like hey i actually I actually did something i actually made something yeah this which is, is means something to me like a solid absolutely solid feeling and at some point as you're sculpting that that link figure is the first sculpt and like resin thing that you're doing right uh, i think it's the first thing yeah okay first thing i sculpted like entirely and so that's like first glimpse into like all the chemicals and the love for the game and then all of a sudden you did you switch your name to yuckamuck is that like where does that name come from when it deals with toys yeah, so that was that was when I decided I wanted to have like a page dedicated because I do have a I have like a personal Instagram, but yeah, um, I wanted to have a page that was just this idea of posting, you know, a toy a day or a thing that I've made, uh, you know, once a day or something like that. I actually haven't done it every day. It's mm-hmm. not. There's been a couple of you know points where I've missed the time, but um, so I shouldn't actually portray it as. Um, you know, something every day, but that's, that's the overall goal. Um, Yakamak is, it's really just, uh, I wanted something that was memorable and catchy. Um, and so I just kind of created it out of thin air. I mean, the, 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 what it means basically is, um, it doesn't really mean anything, but, uh, I was trying to think of something that incorporated the idea of the word yuck as laughter. Um, you know, yucks, like if you've heard that phrase or it really came, I think the idea came from, you know, what Goofy says when he's like, you know, laughing. Um, and then I was like, you know, what rhymes with yuck? Just thinking about all the different ideas and the idea of, um, the phrase running amok, Mm -hmm. except yucking amok because, you know, thinking about the idea of, of, um, laughing while you know, being in a frenzy is just somehow funny to me. Yeah. Um, so that was that was kind of where it came from. Um, and it was really just to come up with something that I thought would be memorable. That's mm-hmm. that's really it. But it doesn't have any kind of special meaning to me. Um, but Bro, you, you got to make up a special meaning now. Say it's like my long lost well, dog or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard, I've heard uh, on your, you know, on your podcast, I've heard some great stories about um, the names and stuff. I don't have a great story. Um, I like the name now. It's, it's something that, you know, I think sticks in my head. So. Yeah. I can tell you it's one of the names I hear most 
Um, it comes out of like Toys Alive when they get on. Brian is like shouting out names and they're like welcoming people in. And it's usually you and a couple others that I hear that's like, oh, they're in great. And they're like amped that you're there. So I hear your name at least once a week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I really appreciate uh, Brian and Crumbs. They're, uh, they're great. Uh, Brian has been, I, I think Brian was the first person to buy something from me, if okay. not mistaken. Um, so I really appreciated uh, and continue to appreciate the support that he's um, given, not just to me, but I think to the entire community here, because um, he really invests a lot into helping to support and uh, you know bring attention to artists and people who participate. Um, I think he's he's done a great job, and um, I really like the show that they do. Uh, I like that the um, just the variety that they've been mm. able to keep up with that. Um, if you're not listening to, if you're listening to this and you're not listening to the to the Toys Alive um, show every Thursday, you definitely should be. And they have some great people coming up yeah. on the show. I feel like you also have a kind of connection to the Yucca Muck because Yucco Toys. Yeah. Um, I always think about that when I see it because I'm like, oh, there's a few people who have either Yuck or, or Yucco or there's a couple different people. Yeah, the ones I know of are Yuckamuck, Yucko, and then there's Yuck Trading. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's my I want to say there's one or two more, but I can't think of them offhand. Um oh, there's a um is it Mr. Yuck? Or there's one more that I do know of that I've actually talked to, but I can't remember who it was. I don't know. If you're listening to this, send me a <laughs> message. Um the so you make that and you start producing do you what sends you into like full swing that you want to start doing resin casting i know that you make the link figure but then there's like figures like the dune character like that is completely different than how the link figure like came about and so you got to that point somehow yeah there's if you look at all the stuff that I've made, there's like yeah. almost no consistency. <laughs> um, it's funny because you mentioned you mentioned um, you mentioned Hell Radical, and yeah, this isn't just him. But um, if you're if you if I see something pop up on my feed, I'll and it's it's something like I'll instantly look at it and be like, oh, Hell Radical made, like, but even without yeah. even looking at the name because it's just so. I don't. He's just got such an obvious style, mm-hmm. and it's 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 very clear that it's his um and there's i mean there's a million other people who i feel like have really um uh i don't know the right word they just have a really strong and clear um style and approach to what they do like i mean for example like vomiting droids like if you i mean you see it and you know it instantly yeah i love that that's uh, a vomiting droids piece um and i i don't it's not i don't know it's i don't know if it's that i don't have you know that the the focus is just pick one thing and try to stick with it or try to you know keep one kind of aesthetic style um or or it's more like i you know i just get random ideas and think about you know can i make these into reality somehow um so i think the i think after after the link thing i did there was a few 
other things that I sculpted, I took, um, I did a whole bunch of uh, Mario figures. Uh, I took, um, I had a bunch of the old uh, Power of the Force 2 Star Wars figures. Yeah. From the, the 90s that are not great. Personally, I think they're, they're really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they're like some of the, the worst action figures, I think. Although I think a lot of people have nostalgia for them. Yeah. Um, especially if you're, you know, you were a kid in the 90s because um, they really were our Star Wars toys. Um, yeah, I, I, they look terrible. They they have these weird um, muscular torsos, all of them, even like Princess Leia. Yeah. Um, they have these, they're standing in this weird pose that makes no sense. Um, and so I had a bunch of those and I was like, well, I don't really want these and I want to uh, find something that I can do with them. So I took I took a few of them and I made them into uh, characters from either Mario Two or Mario Three. So I have like a I have like a Princess Leia that I turn into a Birdo. Mm-hmm. So I sculpted the Birdo head on top of her. Um, I have the I turned a Han Solo into a Toad. One of my, my favorite Mario characters or versions of Mario is the one from I think it's Mario Three where he um, he's in the boot. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. What's it's the boot? The, so so there's like some levels where you have to jump over these like flowers that are opening their mouths. And if you, you can't walk in them, so you have to steal. There's a, there's a Goomba that's in a boot and you have to kick the Goomba out of the boot and get in the boot and then hop around. How funny. Um, I'll show it to you. Uh, but it's like a wind up boot. I don't know why. So I, I, oh, awesome. I made this, this uh, kind of terrible looking Mario um, that's in a boot because it's again, it's like one of my favorite things from Mario because it's so random. Yeah, it's like why is why is he riding around in a boot? Um, and so I have like I have like eight of those that I made. Um, but I think after that, I was like, you know, I want to try more. I want to try more molding and casting because um, it just it was more interesting to me as far as like what could I take and make into something else, and. I, I think the first thing I really tried to seriously make through resin casting was the Snailian figures, mm-hmm. um, which again, I don't know if you had Snailians growing up or if you, these. I, yeah, I didn't. And I'm glad that you brought that up. Cause that one of the things that I'm not doing with the artists and you're the first one is like, send me the commercial, the toy commercial that you loved. Um, yeah. But yeah, I didn't have Snailians. Kick some tick. Each Snailian comes with two awesome action figures, Turboflex shells, supersonic armor, two shell shots, two official trading cards, and action pack mini comic. New from JPI. I don't, so I, I, you've probably talked about those other people, but, um, when when Ninja Turtles came out, I think every single toy company tried to figure out how they could capitalize on this by taking some animal mm-hmm. and making them into four whatevers. That like yeah. four. Uh, I mean, so there's obviously like things like the Cowboys of Mumesa, which I know you're a fan of, big fan of those too. There's uh, the Street Sharks, which we talked about. Um, there's probably a million others, but. Snailians is probably the weirdest of them all because, mm-hmm. first of all, it wasn't even like a legitimate toy line. It was like a dollar store 
like you would get them in the dollar store uh, yeah. rather than like I. So I, there's four of them. Um, they're very simple rubber figures. They're not like an action figure the way you would think about like the Mumesa figures or something where they've got like articulation and things mm -hmm. like that. They're just these small rubber things. They don't look like snails. They just look like yeah. uh, these, <laughs> these weird bald wrestlers. Um, but each of them comes with this uh, kind of snap-on armor. Thursday night, 7 p.m. YouTube Live, it's Toys Alive! Toys Alive! Toys Alive! Toys Alive! There's way cool artist unboxing. No Accounts under a thousand followers. What? Art out there for 30 bucks or less. Collector spotlight. Ooh, collectors. Current upcoming shows and drops. Drop. Giveaways. Short chats with artists. News from the hood. 100% indie all the time. That's, That's Toys Alive! Thursday nights, 7 p.m. PST, YouTube Live. That uh, you can put over them. And then they also come with, uh, it's like a it's like a rubber, um, you can like turn it inside out. It's like a, it pops. Those things that would pop, you put them inside out, put them on your table, and then after like five seconds, they would pop yep. um, and fly up in the air. Um, so, and then there's also four bad guys, which the bad guys are called Lunar Ticks. Um, which is a terrible pun. Um, and so I, I had, I had a couple of these things from when I was, uh, from when I was a kid and I was like, you know, I did such a simple shape. Um, I feel like this is something that would translate to, to resin pretty easily. So I made a few attempts to mold them and, and um, was successful enough. And I, you know, I, that was one of the first things that I, um put together that i was again like as far as like resin casting i was like hey i actually did a good job with this mm -hmm. um and it was it was helpful to and it's one thing to watch the craftsman talk about it but it's another thing to actually sit there and you know pour the silicon and yeah. pour the resin so um that was something that i you know a project that i i felt like was helpful for me to learn some mm -hmm. of the basics and um but something that I, you know, actually came out pretty good, I thought. That yeah. was actually one of the first, I, I think when I mentioned the first thing I sold to Brian, that was, it was a Stanley. Nice. Said, yeah, I want that. So. Yeah, I didn't have Stanley's. Uh, there are, I'm always interested in the, um, when all that stuff was coming out, the random animal ones that came out, like yeah. there was one called Cyborgs and yeah i remember those yeah those are weird weird stupid weird. like no real point but it was there was this equation where toy companies in their toy meetings were probably like pick a random animal <laughs> give it a superhero power and let's go and yeah they all sold they all like did super well and uh or they at least sold like their first run and then never never kept going but it's pretty crazy yeah. to, to see how often that happened. Yeah. Where how snails fit into that, I have no idea. The company yeah. that made them uh it's 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 this random company. It's not one of the big ones. And I, I think that translated into how it was distributed again. Cause I, I don't think you could get them anywhere except for like the dollar store. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where I got them. Um I have since gotten a complete collection because I was like, hey, I've got I've got some money here I can put together, and uh, I want this whole line because I never had the whole thing growing up. I only had yeah. 
you know, one or two, but um, yeah, they even went so far as to, to like the, the way that Ninja Turtles are named after artists from, you know, whatever the Renaissance, they named the four stallions are named after presidents. It's like Jefferson, Roosevelt, Lincoln, you know, the fourth one. Um, oh, Washington. So, nice. yeah. And it, it came with like, they came with like trading cards and a little comic book and um, the promise of vehicles that they would make in the future, which never happened, unfortunately. Yeah. So, how um, fun. We, yeah. But the thing that I'm always shocked about now is the dollar store toys that came out in these, in the form of snailians or whatever, are so expensive. The, like, I have, um, one of the things I've been chasing down are Street Shark bootlegs that were dollar store toys. And Oh, really? I'm, yeah. I've never seen those. The most expensive thing by far that I've bought just because, like, they're hard to find. And it's like, there's one, it's like a He-Man style body, um, except it's at the waist instead of the legs. And then the arms are kind of like He-Man-ish, and then a giant shark head is like slammed on the body. So no point to it. How no. are they like street shark size? Uh no, they're bigger. They're like or they're like like uh, probably a little oh. taller. Um, and then there's another company that put out street sharks bootlegs called Ocean Warriors. And they're like okay. miniature street sharks. They're like this big, compact body weird yeah that's that's crazy i i you gotta send me a picture of those i want to see them i like the idea of the mini the mini figures a lot of the stuff i have um or that i have tried to collect from like or if i'm looking around and i see something like vintage that i want to pick up if i'm out uh looking at like either a, a thrift store or you know a secondhand toy shop or something i always try to look for the the smaller stuff like the pvc stuff or um just mini figures i i love that stuff i don't know why it's like i mentioned serial premiums earlier like i think it's because you can't really get stuff like that anymore or they don't really feel like they don't make it as much anymore um which is i don't know i i get why they don't like i, I get why they're not putting toys in cereal as much anymore because it's not it's not the best thing for kids to yeah. kind of market toys at them with food um and so i i appreciate and understand that but at the same time it feels like i don't know you lose a little bit of something um that was such a great feeling to be like oh hey this like i don't one of my favorite things from that era is um is the uh i can't think of the name now the fruit sharks the uh the shark bites do you know what i'm talking about the shark bites fruit snack no it came with like a they came with you see we get the the it was like a fruit snack that looked like a shark. Uh -huh. And then they had, uh, you could get a little um, glow-in-the-dark, like great white shark. Or I don't mm -hmm. I think they just been the great white. Um, but they were so cool. And I, I had them and then I lost them. That was one of the things I didn't have. I'm like looking around. I'm like, I got to find, you know, these things uh, so I can get them back. They're really hard to find. Yeah. Um, or they're really expensive for what they are. Um, I've gotten lucky. I found one, um, but there's a bunch and I don't know. It just, that was something I, I remember like looking forward to a lot when I was a kid, like, Oh, you know, we're getting this thing from the store and there's this option to get the cereal that has this thing in it. And 
you just don't see it anymore. Or like the even the um, the capsule toys, the machines at like the supermarket or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're just the options just aren't as good as they used to be. Right. Right. Yeah. I uh, watching Barrio Boba make all his figures out of the homies is always incredible. Yes. And like, um, we worked out a thing. I sent him something like a hundred and something of them that I got from a buddy of mine. And it was like, you, you, you don't find anything like that now. Like you have to go to like Gashapon stores or, or whatever yeah. in Japan to find something that cool. Um, yeah. With your collection, like with all these, like you like the minifigures and stuff, what are you collecting actively right now? Uh, well, it's, there's like a mix. Like if I, if I go to, like, there's a few stores in the area I'm in where they just sell like old toys. Mm -hmm. Um, and usually if you go to those places, there's usually like a bin of like, Hey, here's the stuff we don't want to price out. That's like a dollar. Um, and so I'll, I'll usually go through that to see like, can I find something that's made before like 1990? Yeah. Um, a lot of it is just like like kind of new McDonald's stuff or whatever. Um, but I know I'll often find stuff that's older, which it's just inherently cooler some way. Yeah. Somehow, I don't know why it's just, <laughs> you look at it and it's like this, you know, this was just such a cool idea back then, but, um, little stuff like that I'll, I'll collect, but, um, mostly just cause it's, it's kind of fun to look at and have again or it, even if it's not something i had when i was a kid a lot of it is like stuff where i'm like oh i'm looking through this and i remember oh i had this you know when i i had this toy when i was little and i don't have it anymore so i want to get it back and it's only a dollar so you know whatever um but then there's other stuff like um uh like the some stuff that i try to collect is the like the older nintendo pvc stuff like um they did a whole line of uh, the Mario figures back mm -hmm. in the late eighties. Um, there's like five or six versions of Mario. I think I have all those at this point. Um, they did a Zelda, which I was always more into Zelda than Mario. Yeah. Um, or they did a, it was a link, a link figure. Um, so that was something I went out of my way to, to try to get. Uh, they also have these little, um, I just posted about this in my story, but they also have these, um, they call trophy cases, mm -hmm. like little scenes from the first Zelda game of him like doing something um that yeah i don't know how you actually got them back in the day i i think you probably had to send something into nintendo i don't know mm -hmm. how you actually got it um you probably had to show that you met some achievement in the game i, I yeah. wish i knew but those things are super expensive i haven't actually gone on my way to try to get them because they're just not yeah it's not worth kind of the money that it's it is but if i found some of them i would be you know, more than happy to try and get them um so there's stuff like that. There's also other PVC lines that are like really hard to find. Um, there's like an Inspector Gadget set of figures that, you know, it's also tricky to find those. Um, one thing I've always wanted to have, um, I don't collect that much bootleg stuff that's like actual mm -hmm. bootlegs from like Mexican bootlegs or, you know, Polish bootlegs or whatever. Um, but I, um, for the movie, The NeverEnding Story, the only toys that i can find that were ever made for that were uh mexican toy i don't i assume they were bootleg kind of toys that came out around the time the movie came out but there's uh like a small like pvc line of um mexican never-ending story figures that i would love to have 
Um, the, I've only ever seen them cost like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, spend that much money on them, but I'm always hoping when I'm going through those bins, like maybe someday I'll find something like that. It's just like whoever's selling it had no idea what it was. And they're like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to get lucky and find them. So I, I probably spend too much time looking through like eBay at stuff like that. Like, <laughs> Oh, you know, what kind of PVC stuff was being made back in the 70s yeah. and 80s that just looks cool and so stuff like that i collect but there's also like uh toy lines that i'll try to um i'm trying to collect all of like the et stuff from ljn mm -hmm. um they have those little pvc uh et figure little rubber et figures um they also have a bunch of other stuff that they made at the time like the talking et toy um et and elliot on the bike um the it's like a wind up et figures so stuff like that i i was probably too young for et but something about him it's just um just so cool to me i don't i don't know why yeah um, i just love looking at him um i've seen the movie obviously but um i didn't grow up with it the same way you know other kids probably did um so that and then another thing i also didn't grow up with but i'm interested in is the um the dune figures mm -hmm. uh not just the it's part of the reason why I, I wanted to make that um, the Baron Harkonnen figure. Um, that is, if you look at the 1984 line of toys, it is just so weird mm -hmm. that it even exists because somehow, some way, they thought this was going to be like Star Wars. Yeah. Um, where it's, if you've seen that movie, it's nothing like Star Wars in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Um, David Lynch is nothing like George Lucas and <laughs> the movie obviously wasn't going to come out the same way, but they thought they could make a toy line, but for some weird reason, they made them all this kind of like giant scale. Yeah. Um, and they all have these like useless action features where they just like spin around or flail their arms. Um, but they're, they're just so charming. Um, and I just love them. I don't know. I, 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 that was another thing where I was like, I just want to have all these figures because um, they're just so cool. So I actually was able to get, don't have all the um, accessories that go with them, but I do have all the figures at this point. So I was happy to to get to that point. But um, yeah, I, something about Baron Harkonnen. He just, it, it, there's no reason for him ever to be a toy. He doesn't look like yeah. <laughs> an action figure. He doesn't, there's, I can't imagine a kid like looking at that and being like, yeah, hey, I want to play with that. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know if it's if it's weird like that. I'm usually interested in it. There's also uh, I have this um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind toy, mm -hmm. which again I don't shouldn't I don't be know a toy. Why they thought there's no reason that movie is pretty horrifying if you watch it. I watched yeah. it when I was a kid. My my dad had us watch it when I was probably I don't know six or seven. And what is this master?
making a mutant. on Instagram. <laughs> Join making a mutant on Instagram, a digital sculpting toy collab. Um, there are parts of that movie that are just horrifying to children. And um, that the toy is like a big bendable alien figure. Yeah. Um, with these weird, creepy eyes. And uh, I don't, I don't know. I saw it and I'm like, this shouldn't exist. It's creepy and weird for a movie that makes no sense. And that's just really appealing to me that that exists. Yeah. So, I don't Man, know. Stuff like I, that. I'm always interested in the weirder um, toys or the weirder side of toys when I collect. Um, yeah. That's why, like, anytime Vomiting Droids puts out toys, like, I if they're Ewoks, I'll if he he does this funny thing where he'll put a limit on like how many you can buy, but if he I love that yeah, but if he doesn't put I love that he doesn't yeah I'll come in and just swoop them all because I love the Ewoks ones, but um like right now the thing that I'm collecting is um I love Ninja Turtle bootlegs I absolutely love them if they're carded um so between those and Earthworm Jim figures like the original 90s ones they're just so stupid do you mean do you mean stuff that people are are bootleg making like artists or do you mean like the original kind of bootleg uh i don't ninja turtle figure? yeah this is gonna sound weird when it comes to the ninja turtle ones i don't love um as much the ones that people are making i like the actual bootlegs that came out the ones that are like karate kung fu yeah. turtles and that type of stuff i think that the ones that people are creating are intense but i love the crazy wacky like weird lipstick look on krang from the mexican bootleg like and it has yeah. a funky smell that's going to give you cancer because it's just plastic <laughs> um yeah yeah i love those and um uh ones that you can't trace back the origins so like the uh amicable herculeans we don't have an origin we don't know why that exists we don't know like all the details of it but we do know that it's in reference to the ninja turtles it's pretty cool so you're looking for those on card back those must be hard to find i have yeah so i have one on card back uh two loose and then i have um a bunch of like i'll, I'll send you pictures of those too i have like random ones from different lines like karate ninja turtles um ninja turtle defenders heroes of the world like all kinds of weird ones yeah yeah and it's yeah I, that it's so interesting that those even existed i like on the one hand i feel bad that kids you know in these other places didn't have access to yeah ninja turtles but now it's so cool that those things exist mm -hmm. and are out there and like you said it's like looking at like a crang with like a weird painted face is just so interesting and cool i don't mm -hmm. i don't know um because in the way it's the toy line itself is just already insane i don't know how far into that i assume most of it's just the bootlegs are just like turtles and stuff but um, that toy line got so crazy at the end of it yeah <laughs> so bootlegs of those. the bootlegs i know for a fact they have well so okay this is a, a good i'm glad we're on this topic you're you're about to awaken something in me that's a little <laughs> dormant um there's a weird difference between a company or a factory that produced them 
And then the people that are producing these possibly out of like home, like injection molding things in Mexico. Um, I don't know anything about that process. Um, but the, the two styles that I have are, um, I have some that are, uh, it's the four turtles, April and, um, Krang and Bebop. Those are the only seven that I, oh, and Splinter, the only eight that I know that I can find. And those ones all look like they are home pressed like just like it looks like they put the figure up and then threw paint across the room and hoped that it landed on it because it's like yeah splattered weird um and then the other companies that are like from china or um different parts of south america or wherever the ones that are actually packaged those ones they look better but still off yeah i have to wonder about the paint job on those because it like you say it could be someone making it like whatever in their house or how many were they making where they kind of just were slapping the paint on right like the best that they could i don't know i've seen the star wars bootlegs from like poland and there's a guy i can't they're ugly right like those ones are just bad yeah well they're bad but they're great yeah to look at now but uh there's i can't think of his name um but there's there's someone who's put together a book warsaw polish uh is it? Yes, yes. Yep. Uh, which I would love to get that book. Um, because those look so great. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the turtles are interesting because, like you say, I, I've only seen them from like the first, whatever the first year, the figures from the first year that they made them. But it would be interesting to see some of the later figures as bootlegs. Yeah, they don't, um, or from that era. Yeah, I they don't even do those. Mm-mm, they don't make them much. Uh, the ones that are interesting are the ones that got produced that don't exist here. So here we have the giant, um, like vinyl style, Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah. The the four and those got bootlegged, but the one that we didn't have was Splinter giant form. But there's um, a bootleg version where Splinter is massive, and it costs like eight hundred bucks to get it. Yeah. Where yeah. that was only in certain countries? Uh it was only through a bootleg version of the oh, I Yeah. So I, I can't get my hands on it because I don't have almost a thousand dollars to drop on a toy. Yeah. 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 It's always that's a bit much. Yeah. Try. I mean as my as cool as that would be to have. Um that is a bit much. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I I Ninja Turtles is just such a great line. It's 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 cool to see that that's that you could get you know those kinds of bootlegs i'm not so much into that i haven't collected those things mm-hmm. um so much but not be- not because i don't think that they're interesting i also i mean i just haven't seen them uh i guess as much where i would you know in the usual places where i look for toys and stuff that i've gone on my way to to try and get those yeah so with all of this what are some things that you're trying to create for the future when you look out over what you want to start making what are those things where are you headed um that's a good question i don't i don't know that i look that far into the future with this stuff i uh i for me this is this is more of like an interesting hobby Mm -hmm. um something that i can um i can you know i can do and try to make something that's 
that's interesting to me that I think will be interesting to other people. Um, and usually, I mean, usually what it is is I get some kind of a stupid idea and I, my brain doesn't let me rest until I try at least to figure out, can I even do it? Um, and if so, you know, how much work is it going to be? Yeah. Um, so it's more like as the ideas come to me, I'll think of something to make. I just recently, I was, I have this, this, uh, ET figure that I have, it's from the ET board game. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I, I used to make the, the ET Darth Vader combination, which that, the reason I made that was I looked at Darth Vader's face and I said, wouldn't it be funny if he had ET eyes? <laughs> and because he's got, I mean, Darth Vader has the big blank uh, yeah. eyes on the mask. And I'm like, what if these were ET eyes? So, um, so then I was thinking about like, oh, what if I, you know, is there any other Star Wars figures I could do that for? Like who else has uh, eyes that would you know work with ET? And I decided to try and do Walrus Man, nice. um, which is equally dumb, uh, yeah. but looks funny to me and so i just made that's something i just made for myself but um you know i thought other people would find funny too so it's really just if i have an idea like that um one thing i would like to try and get better at and i've done some of these is um is doing carded figures i've Mm. i've done some like random things that i i came up with ideas and i was like hey i want to try and um do something carded um which is not also it's also not you know easy for me because i i'm not like i have a, no graphic design background so everything yeah. i'm trying to learn learn to do to make the card backs has been kind of like again in my spare time can i figure out how to get this to work um so i've done that a few times um and i i would like to do more of that if i could you know get better at it um and I still have ideas like for things that I want to eventually put on a uh, card back and try to make. But um, usually I don't, if I make something that I'm, you know, offering to people to buy, it's not usually on a card back just because I, I don't usually want to spend the time to try and figure out how to design it. Cause it, it just, it's, it's a lot of effort. I mean, and again, this is another thing where it's like, I have so much respect for people who are good at that um, right. and who can not just for like the technical skill of doing the design work, but also for like how they can translate the the design idea into a cool looking card back. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the things that I think like, like Dan O'Brown is really good at. Um, he just makes such incredible things and yeah. the, the, the card backs he designs are so, they're like beautiful to look at. Um, but then you'll see like other people and, and, and there's other people who do it and it's like, this is just a really clever idea and the card back just complements it in such an awesome way. Yeah. Um, so that's something I, I would like to try and do more of. Um, I just, I don't, it's, you know, it's a whole other thing to get like, you know, blisters and do the design work. So, um, not something I've done as much of, but something I would like to do more of. Yeah. Well, we're here for it. When you learn how to do that and you keep going, we're here for it. Can't wait to see it. As we um, like uh, approach the end part of the podcast where um, I, I say every week, it's my favorite part because it gives another opportunity for every artist to like 
plug more of their stuff. Um, what are some shows you're going to be in? Where can people get your pieces? Because you are in a G.I. Joe show, I believe, coming up soon. Yeah, um, that's that's the only show I've got coming up is um, is the G.I. Joe show. It's next, or I'm sorry, Thursday after next. Yeah. Uh, it's 23rd. Um, that's being put on by Kajiki Toys and Kidular Toys. Um, there's a bunch of great artists that are doing work in that. So I've got something that's going to be in that. Um, I don't know. I mean, aside from that, I don't really have any kind of major projects coming up. There's probably going to be some things I'm going to be putting together in the next couple months, but, um, um, I mean, I don't have like a website or anything. So any, anything you want to look for from me, it's just going to be off of, off of my page on Instagram at Yuckamuck. Um, yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm trying, I've got, uh, I've got some ideas, um, that I just need to spend the time putting together what I'm going to make. I've already got some molds together for some things, but um, again, just ideas where I was like, Hey, well, what if I combine these two things and um, see what comes out? I don't know if it's going to work or not. So we'll see. Nice. Hey, thanks for coming on the podcast in the midst of being sick and, and still making this work. I'm stoked that your episode comes out next week. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm really glad to have been on. I, like I said, I, I like what you're you're doing with this, like uh, you know, keeping keeping track of and and you know having an opportunity for all the artists and people who are in the community to talk about what they do. I think it's really interesting and cool. Yeah.